Trouble at mill. Oh, no. What on, sort of trouble? One on crossbeam's gone out of skew on treadle. Pardon? One on crossbeam's gone out of skew on treadle. I don't understand what you're saying. One of the crossbeams has gone out of skew on the treadle. <laughs> what on earth does that mean? I don't know. Mr Wentworth just told me to come in here and say that there was trouble at the mill, that's all. I didn't expect a kind of Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> All right. Well, hello there. You, you. Don't worry, guys. You, you did. Ha you have tuned into the Star Wars archives. You're in the correct <laughs> podcast. So, um, don't don't let that fool you. I know you didn't expect it. <laughs> but, um, you have tuned into episode forty or X X X X of the Star Wars archives, the Utini Network podcast, where we take a random Star Wars topic and explain. The living band that put you out of it. I am Jose, aka Joxie in the Universe, and today, with vertical lines across his forehead and red makeup around his yellow eyes, the one and only Mr. Trevor Davy. I've had COVID. Don't don't mock me for looking ill. <laughs> um, yes, I'm Cardinal Trev, keeper of a timeline papers over at utini.com. I've spent my entire life consuming Star Wars media, and I've read over 1,000 Star Wars books and comics. So for anyone joining us for the first time, this could be unexpected, uh, but it's a largely unscripted <laughs> show where once we've decided on each episode's topic, Jose will do whatever research he needs, I will do as little research as possible, and we could talk about anything Star Wars, legends, canon, books, comics, TV, video games, even miscellaneous newspaper clippings, and hopefully keep you both entertained and informed over the next hour or so. That is correct. Trav, you did well. Yeah, I'm still a bit, but, I sound so, a bit bunged up when I say that, but you know, we'll, we'll muddle through. <laughs> yeah, well, on today's episode, dear listeners, we are. Nobody expects the Imperial Inquisition. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. Unexpectedly, uh, yeah, we're talking about um, the Inquisitors, the Imperial Inquisitors, not the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> um, just for you know, let's. We should explain a little bit, just in case people haven't listened to or watched uh, Monty Python. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we should. So, uh, obviously, we're, we've lent heavily into the Monty Python bit there, and no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Very famous. If you haven't even heard of Monty Python, what are you doing with your lives? Come on, sort it out. Fix this. Um, <laughs> but one thing that came to our, our surprise, you know, both myself and Jose are Monty Python fans, is that the Spanish Inquisition and the Inquisitorious share some weaponry within her arsenal. And that weaponry is... <laughs> our chief weapon is surprise. Surprise and fear. Fear and surprise are two weapons. Our fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency are three weapons. Our fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency and an almost fanatical devotion to the Pope are four. No. <laughs> Amongst our weapons. <laughs> so... So fear is their primary weapon. Fear and surprise are their wait. So their two primary weapons are fear and surprise and ruthlessness. Wait, no, wait. How many? How many are there? <laughs> no, three it's, primary <laughs> weapons. Some it's three. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean it, it's uh, when I was. It's funny, but it's true. For this, it's true. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's exactly the same thing, right? I mean, it's, even to the last bit where it's like you know the almost fanatical devotion to. The Pope, or I mean, in this case, the the Emperor. It's you know, it's the same thing. Like this Inquisitor, the, the Spanish Inquisitors, the Inquisitorias, like all. It's 
it's they follow the same rules, so I, it's a, it's an appropriate name, I guess, for in Star Wars for them for them to be called uh, Inquisitors. But um, but the one thing they're not is uh, so, yeah. particularly curious. No, no, they're not. They're not no. inquisitive. <laughs> you know, I I was not expecting you to come with that now, so I'm like I'm a little bit at a, a loss. Not one of our weapons. Mild mild curiosity. No. Oh my. Um, you know, I'm usually the one throwing trying to throw you off when we do this, so you just doing that right now. I'm. It's comp- very very unexpected <laughs> just like the spanish inquisition um anyways uh i don't think we need to, well anyways yes go go watch monty python after you listen yes. to us um because it's well worth it um at least just you can find the full clip of this on youtube just write uh monty python spanish inquisition and i'm sure you'll have a laugh um but yeah so we'll talk about the inquisitorious um we are Getting ready, we're gearing up for Kenobi, the Obi Wan Kenobi, the, the the series. So we thought that it would be an appropriate way to get us started with talking about the Inquisitors yes, because we, um, we know that they're in it. We know that they're in it exactly. And for people listening to us in the future, um, then you would have already watched uh, Kenobi, hopefully. And uh, this is just a little bit of background info on what happened before that show. So, uh, without further ado, I guess let's just, uh, we can get on and get started right after I remind people that this show is possible thanks to everyone supporting us through either Patreon subscriptions or some of our merch. And if you'd like to help us out as well, go to utini.com slash merch or go to patreon.com slash utini. And when you do become a member, uh, you get access to all of our episodes in advance, and that would have allowed you, people listening in the future, this, that would have allowed you to listen to this before the Kenobi series on Disney+. Yes. Plus. Um, and not only that, but you also get a bunch of other Utini member exclusives. So go do that. And now we can get started talking about the actual uh, Inquisitors. Inquisitors or Inquisitorious? Both. <laughs> Both. Oh, what's that correct? The Inquisitors are part of the Inquisitorious. All right. Well, Trev, why don't you just get started? Uh, where do they come from? Like, what's the? F- I don't know. Do you do? You, how do you want to do this? Well, do you wanna we, I want to. I want to set some context in that. Okay. The sources that we're going to talk about on this show are limited. There's not very many places that the Inquisitors have turned up. However, they are in the very first and last scene, the bookend scenes of the premiere of Star Wars Rebels. So the very first right. episode. That establishes, right. and Rebels is uh, one of the first new Star Wars media after the Disney ac- acquisition. Yes. So it totally set the tone of where we are going to be. So they are, they're a big thing. They're, they are a big part of the story between... Revenge of a Sith and A New Hope. Kenobi falls in that bracket, so let's just hear about... Let's hear from Darth Vader himself saying exactly why we need the Inquisitors. The Jedi Knights are all but destroyed, and yet your task is not complete, Inquisitor. The Emperor has foreseen a new threat rising against him. The children of the Force. They must not become Jedi. 
Yes, Lord Vader. Hunt down this new enemy, and if they will not serve the Empire, eliminate them along with any surviving Jedi who would train them. This is my master's command. And so it will be done. All right, so that was from the very first, uh, that was, those were the fir very first lines from the pilot episode of Star Wars Rebels. And I just got to say, I mean, like, that's a, that's a way to start a show. Just, uh, you know, I think a lot of people, I have heard a lot of people, when they try to get into the Clone Wars animated series, they have a little bit of trouble with that first episode, just starting in Toydaria and all. But in here, they just went all in. We get a little bit of Vader. We get the, you know, establishing exactly what this whole series is going to be about. Rebels and... is the superior series for me. O over yes. Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and then from, I mean, after this, then we go back to our main characters and, the, you know, the our, we go and see how Ezra is, you know, he's basically an, the Aladdin <laughs> of, uh, of uh, Lothal and he's just a street rat. But, like, I don't know, it's just... I think it's it does a really good job at establishing um, the series. I've, I've watched all and of especially the, I've the, watched all of the key Inquisitor episodes of Rebels over this last week because I've been off work. Yeah. So you know I, I do do research, mm -hmm. and um, they're, yeah. they're solid. They are so good. Yeah, they are. They are. And this Grand Inquisitor, which is you know the person that Vader is talking to in in that in that clip that you just played for us, like he is. Uh, I mean. <laughs> He's a scary dude, and it it gives him some, it gives him some weight, you know. But he's he's carrying the opening scene. Yes, Vader's mm -hmm. in to talk to him, but that gives some gives some presence to to this new character that we're being introduced to. You know, right. this isn't just some so, throwaway. Right. So is this the first time ever, Trev, that a that this whole group of the Inquisitors or the Inquisitorias um, uh, is established? Or was, was there anything in Legends that was sort of similar? So, or? so yes. Like, uh, the Inquisitorius, as with so many things in canon, does have its roots in Legends. Um, okay. So it was a concept introduced by West End Games. Um, it was mm -hmm. never really used in mainstream storylines, mostly sh source books, short stories. They were in the... Um, evasive action web comics. The I think the most prominent legend series that they were in was the Last of the Jedi, which was one of the Jude Watson young adult. Although young adult in Legends is more like junior in canon. Um, okay. So they had a fairly heavy presence in that, but again, that's not a mainstream storyline. But I've mm -hmm. spoke about um, certain of these guys before. So you've got uh, Tremaine. I've spoke about on this. Show a lot. You've got Jerick uh, Brandor, sorry Ulrich Brandor. You've got uh, Jerick from a Dark Force video game. Uh, Ferris mm -hmm. Olin, who was in the Last of the Jedi series, but again, they mm -hmm. never really featured massively. But Inquisitors, the Inquisitorious, um, corrupting Jedi into Dark Jedi to do the Emperor's bidding. None of this is a new concept. But okay. these guys never looked cool. Until Rebels came along. <laughs> well, I'll put the cool in between quotes because they do have their helicopter, their saber copter thing that they do later on, and that just looks plain yes, silly. Yes, yes. But... 
that's in my notes to to talk about. <laughs> uh, but so okay, so what you're saying is that the idea then does come from the West End games, and I mean, so from Legends essentially. Uh, what so that were they formed the same way where they are kind of like fallen Jedi or Jedi that are corrupted and then are used to hunt down. Well, there's a bit Jedi? of um, there's a lot of seeds that have been planted about the Inquisitors in canon. So if mm-hmm. you go back to the Clone Wars episodes where Cad Bane's kidnapping four sensitive kids, that's yes. all part of Sidious's plan to have his own little army of dark side users who aren't Sith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, that plan is undone. Uh, Anakin and Ahsoka rescue the kids, but it's a long-term sort of aim of his. We also see this in... Uh, the Charles Soule Darth Vader comic, Dark Lord of a Sith, mm-hmm. which is the only other sort of big media project that makes use of Inquisitors. And yeah. you see it in Rebels as well. You see the one episode where um, the crew are having to save kids from being taken because this was yes. kind of Palpatine's other plan. If he can't corrupt existing Jedi to work for him, he's going to steal kids and bring them up within the dark side. Yeah. So as part of my research, I've, I find a really weird entry. The fact that Sidious had a facility on Mustafar ready for these kids. And he had his own corrupted nanny droids. Now nanny droids are a concept that's gone back all the way to the Jedi Academy trilogy by Kevin Anderson, um, where they used to look after Anakin and Jason and Jaina. Uh, but this entry about nanny droids and their relation to the facility on Mustafar came from one of these build your own R2-D2 magazines published by D'Agostini. <laughs> you know these magazines that you sign up to every month and they send you one part. Yeah. One of those but yeah, also yeah, yeah. has articles in it. Of all the places to find this material, this information. <laughs> wow. Wait, and that... that it... I don't know if we, we do we have a batshit crazy book of the week. We, we do, we do. We'll we, get to that. Okay, we do because that was already pretty bizarre there. <laughs> but that's not um, that's not fiction. That's just like articles. But a lot of the time they threw yeah. in new information or they made uh, they made jumps in logic. Uh, so whether that's new information or not, I I don't know. But this is where this is yeah. where my research led me. <laughs> All right, so so okay, so that so that was a, a plan or a thing that that Sidious had been doing. I you know they kill all the Jedi, whatever whoever's left. Then and I think that when Vader is giving the commands at the beginning of this episode, right, it's pretty interesting because they at this point they already know that it's not worth trying to corrupt existing Jedi. It's just uh, like where they're very much set on their ways, and it's just going to be really hard. So it's just better to just kill whoever is trying to teach the Jedi ways and then those that are trying to learn how to use the force those are the ones that we can corrupt um, well yeah it's a weird thing because if you go back to that quote it says um, the children of the force they must not become Jedi now whether yeah. this is new children who are force sensitive but then at the same mm-hmm. time they must not become Jedi doesn't necessarily mean we have to kill them because they could become Dark Jedi. Well, yeah, because they say, yeah, they must not become Jedi, hunt down this new enemy, and if they will not serve the Empire, eliminating them along with any surviving Jedi who will train them, right? So the whole point is that 
this this uh, children of the force. So basically, force sensitive children is how, how I'm how I'm reading it. Yeah, they are the ones that the empire wants to train under them. So they have their whole army of force sensitive. Um, but when it comes to the, and... the inquisitors that we do know about, they all came from the Jedi Order. They were all yeah, Jedi they were all Jedi, right? This. Right, and I think I mean I don't know if they're they they don't really show much of a backstory to the ones in Rebels, but we do see a lot of that in uh, in Jedi Fallen Order. Yes, so which I thought let go we're, we're going to come to this. So my okay, my okay. plan for this episode is because all of the yes all of the Inquisitors that we know they all have a name. They've all relinquished their original names. Mm-hmm. So apart from a Grand Inquisitor, and I want to talk about him first. They're all called yeah. brother or sister, followed by a number. So we oh, have oh, second yeah. sister, third brother. So I figured we'd just go through all the ones that we do know about, person by person. Okay. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good 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 idea. And I mean, that already sets it apart from whatever you were just talking about regarding in Legends, right? Because it seems like they kept or they had real names and last yes, names. Yes. Yeah. In Legends, this is more an but now indoctrination. They've... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Grand Inquisitor, who we do know will be showing up in Kenobi, or has shown up for those people in the yes, future. Yes, absolutely. Um, he, is, he is in the trailer. <laughs> yes. So he is the Grand Inquisitor. Like, he doesn't have a like number. like we said, he is in that very first scene of Rebels. Um, that's our first introduction to him. We also mm-hmm. see him in the Dark Lord of the Sith series, which starts mm-hmm. immediately after the end of Revenge of the Sith. Well, in fact, it starts within that last scene of Vader going, no! Yeah. Um, <laughs> but one thing about... <laughs> Sorry, that's like... Uh, you know, the prequels are the prequels. It's fine. And I know a lot of people love them. But when I, I do remember when I was, like, you know, I was like an angsty teen when I watched it in theaters. And when Vader did that, I just started... I burst out laughing. <laughs> because I'm like... That's not the Vader I want. <laughs> I want a Vader that goes, no. It's, it's the whiny so, Skywalker gene. I know. So that was just like the one thing I'm like, <sighs> like I, it should have been for a much more emotional moment. But for me, I mean, I guess there was an emotion triggered. It was uh, pure laughter and, <laughs> and uh, joy at how ridiculous that seemed to me at the moment. But um, anyways, so Grand Inquisitor. So he's yes. the big bad of the first season of Rebels. Um, we mm. don't get a lot of backstory or, you know, characterism with him. But he was previously a member of the Temple Guard. So he was a okay. full-blown Jedi. Um, wow. He's, so, Temple he's Guard, yeah. the Temple Guard that leads um, Barisafi to the cells when she, after the whole uh, plot to blow up the Jedi Temple thing. You know, the one that Ahsoka mm-hmm. gets accused for. It's it's yeah it's yeah been confirmed, yeah. But he's one of those guards. Oh wow! Um, now he turns because he he was seduced by the idea of Palpatine Sidious giving him full access to the Jedi archive, something that Jocasta knew never allowed him to do when he was part of the Order. Um, there's a whole mm-hmm. thing in that comic series about Jocasta going back to basically wipe out the archives, and those two are. Uh, having to fight now i read yeah. this this week and there's definitely hints of 
Dooku and Anakin within that, in that mm-hmm. being denied access to something kind of makes them question their right and their worth, even though it's yeah. a rightful denial because it's something beyond their understanding. So the whole Dooku thing from Dooku, uh, Dooku Jedi Lost, you know, where he wants to be in the, the, the dark side bit of the archives. Obviously, yeah. that's not a sensible thing to do. So rightfully, you better, you know, Padawan's are told, no, you, no, you can't go in there. And then the whole thing of Anakin and a seat on the council. And it it's there's definitely hints of that in how that could then be manipulated by, you know, a full-blown Sith Lord. Right. Well, it's a whole thing with the, you know, I, my... I know we joke around a lot about me leaning more dark side <laughs> and all that stuff, but I, the reality is like, yeah, I mean, I, I have, I do have issues with with the Jedi Order, especially as it is presented uh, in in the prequel era, just because it is it is very controlling, and I mean, it's the same thing that like that Ahsoka ends up like realizing. And that, you know, the, the way that it just tries to... There's so many rules about it just because they're just afraid of people, l- like, learning, being too seduced by dark side. So instead of, like, instead of teaching about it, it's like, you, you should never touch it. You should never learn about it. So, And I think that that is why then this this children that are brought in and as Padawans are, can be so easily seduced and manipulated because it's something that they never even had any guidance about they're just sort of like okay yeah here's a dark side like don't you want to know more like sure yeah why not yeah, but, of course they're going to um, you know, they're, they're they're curious a lot of these kids are a lot of these jedi are teenagers so exactly why wouldn't they be? so yeah so oh yeah so, so i i didn't realize or I, I think i had read that comic it's been a while though because i feel like i remember jocasta new fighting fighting them well but there's a whole thing where jocasta new doesn't recognize him Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes me think, were the were the tattoos new? You know, because mm-hmm. there can't have been many Powan Jedi. So that's what they call people from Utapau is yeah. Powans. Um, yeah, and that's the whole been... look you're sporting today. Yeah, yeah, with my sunken eyes and my red mm-hmm. scars. Um, yeah. What about the the yellow eyes? Is that just from being corrupted? Well, yes, I think that's, I think that's what they're leaning. No, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think whether. Uh, Teal Medon, who's the, you know, he's the uh, main power we see in Revenge yeah. of the Sith when Obi Wan goes to Utapau. Now he's got those red lines under his eyes as well. Yeah. So maybe that's you know a sort of genetic skin marking of that mm-hmm. species. What he doesn't have is the red lines over his eyes like the Grand Inquisitor oh. does. So you know, were these new tattoos when he turned to the dark or? No, or just different skin markings. Uh, the one thing that the Darth Vader comic does, it's almost like it makes those red lines under his eyes almost look like skin uh, markings. Mm. It looks like it's torn skin when it, Ooh, you really get a close like, up. Like, it, like they were. You don't see that. Or... In, yeah, you don't see that. Flayed, in Rebels. Sorry. They just look like tattoos, but it yeah. really does look like that in the comic. Um, that may be something that he had to kind of undergo who who knows wow yeah but the other thing you've got is um almost possible uh cybernetic modifications because he's got those caps on his ears right those right little metal metal caps yeah so that's not a a thing. headphones powers have ears so 
you know, maybe that's something that he had to undergo huh. as well. Either, yeah, it's. I wonder if it's uh, just so that he doesn't. Well, they are tortured. I mean, that's what we do see. Yes. With uh, oh, and hold on. We'll see. We'll talk about that eventually. Next one. Next one. Next one. All right. <laughs> so that. So okay. So the Grand Inquisitor. So we don't really know much about, or we know a little bit about his background. Um, we can assume that he went some genetic modification or cybernetic modification. He, he or is the Inquisitor we know the second most about. Yes. Okay. Um. All right. So what's so? Who do we have next? So, or is there anything talk, else? Should we talk about what happens to the Grand Inquisitor? I mean, we know he's in Kenobi. He's in Kenobi. Yes. We we've, we've um, got to assume that people who listen to us have watched Rebels. So. Yeah. This is well. Spoil. Okay. Spoiler warning. Spoiler. Big spoilers. Okay. Here you go. If you don't want to know what happens to them or how you know just. I don't know. Just fast forward a couple of seconds. <laughs> but all right. So giving you five seconds. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. And uh, okay. Anyways. So yeah. Spoiler is that. Uh, yeah. Well, he dies, right? Yeah, he dies. <laughs> I mean, we we can assume that uh, all these people die or something at some point because they don't show up in the original trilogy, right? So I think that we can all assume that either they were sent out on some some mission and never came back, or they were killed by. By some, you know, by Jedi. <laughs> or... well, we 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 will get to the mission that killed off the last of the Inquisitors. We will right. get to that point. Okay. So, uh, you know, come and you hope they're all dead. Yes, exactly. So it's not a major major spoiler because obviously that's the one thing that whenever the more prequel things that they add to the whole story, then there's always a question about well, why didn't that person show up in the original and that is the easiest way to explain explain that is because they're dead <laughs> but it is interesting how he died all right so how did he die because he didn't he wasn't killed Mm-mm. he basically what he let himself fall death was yeah. better than face invader for his face yes his his line, which I think is uh, is very indicative of this, and I think is a, one of the best lines in in Rebels, is there are some things far more frightening than death. <laughs> yes. And he is talking about facing Vader. And, and there is um obviously you know we see a little bit about how these uh, these Jedi are broken mm-hmm. to become Inquisitors, how they're they're tortured, and then yes. there's a scene in the Vader comic where. Vader's training them, and you know, he's he's a harsh trainer. Let's, let's, yeah, let's put it that way. He, you know, he doesn't mess around, <laughs> and generally inflicts pain as a form of training. Mm-hmm. So you know, can you imagine what that that failure would look like? I mean, we've we've seen it. We've seen Vader just choke people, and right. But a quick death is. That's not particularly to be feared, is it? It's for it's for slow death. Yeah, it's for slow, agonizing torture. I I wonder if uh, I mean he is the Grand Inquisitor, but I wonder if there were other ones before him. Well, he's Perhaps. on the scene very early in that Vader comic, and there's a whole um, back and forth between him and Vader where he's basically saying to Palpatine, hold on, I'm the Grand Inquisitor. You know, you yes. told me that these are my guys. 
Yeah. And Palpatine's like, well, yeah, well, now I'm saying you work for Vader. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a whole thing where Vader and the Grand yeah. Inquisitor fight. And uh, Vader basically says to Palpatine, you know, what would you have done if he'd won? Yeah. You know, it was it was his test. And Palpatine just says, would he have won, though? Come on. Would he have uh, won? And Vader's like, yeah, no, no, he wouldn't. He, he uh, wouldn't have beat me. But I guess if he would have, then, I mean, the idea would have been that he becomes Sidious's number two. It, but, but that whole scene is is great because you know the thing about the Inquisitors they are not Sith and they right. know that they're not Sith yeah. they they're striving towards that they may not ever get there that's a quote yeah. of the Grand Inquisitor uses but they're not Sith and that fight between the Grand Inquisitor and Vader the Grand Inquisitor almost has the upper hand but Vader's just come back from some madness on Mustafar and he's built He's improved his suit. Yeah. So the Inquisitor's like, yes, I've got you. And he's like, no, no, no. I was just testing out the limits of my suit. And then just like <laughs> wipes him out. All right. Well, okay. So let's get to the next Inquisitor. So the next one, then. Second sister. Second so we sister. spoke about how that they're all called sister or brother and we're going to work our way up in yeah. numbers. So the next one would be second sister. So she's probably the most... Uh, the most identifiable one in the terms of exposure. So this is Triller that we see from Jedi Fallen Order. Mm -hmm. Actually first introduced in Darth Vader 19. Where we're going to come back to that issue later, but there's, a, there's basically a one panel where it's Inquisitors in a canteen. Inquisitor drinking tea after a mission. And so yeah. she's got one pose in that just as yeah. a teaser for the game coming up. But she's the main protagonist in Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, we also see her a or bit antagonist. in the graphic novel. Antagonist. That's for one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we see her in a Jedi Fallen Order Dark Temple. Lots of apostrophes and colons in that title. Um, we actually see some of her breaking in that game. Yeah. But Which we, is... So we do get a lot of backstory. It's, it's dark. It's dark, yeah. I mean, she she's great, but it's like I think that because for this they also for the game they hired and there's you know it's there's an actual actress that yes. uh, this you know that look is looks like her that she acted yeah, everything the, the out. Yeah, the cutscenes so, are great. Yeah, and I think that having a real person um, emote and like just express herself yes. through this pain just. Cause I yeah I don't think that I knew the extent of all that torture and all that you don't you don't really get that in Rebels and yeah, you don't you yeah. can't really you know you don't see that in the comics or anything but having to see like her her eyes and and her pain that, that and 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 that she really is broken yeah and um, also the the lies yeah the lies that she's fed and eventually believes about you know being not just being abandoned by her old master but turned in. Yeah, by, given up by her own master. Yeah, you know, so you know, they're not very nice these dark side people. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they're not. But yeah, so yeah, Trilla Suduri. Uh, yeah, she's. Uh, I, I actually, yeah, I, I've I've found her story extremely compelling um, and heartbreaking. But I so so this is the one that we know the most of then, just because we get to see her backstory. Yes, so we get a okay. bit of more. We get a bit more visual. We get. The game allows us to focus on one Inquisitor in general. Uh, so yeah. we learn her name for a start. Yes. This is only... Oh, yeah, we don't know the names of, of any of the other it, ones. 
we we have a few. Okay. Um, but this is one that we really get to sort of dive deep into. Um, did you actually play Fallen Order? Yeah. I finished it in like two days. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was really good. What are your thoughts on it as a game? I I I I really liked it. I I, I liked the whole game. Um, I just uh, to me it was like it just kind of like ended sort of abruptly, and uh, and because you're kind of like get, getting this whole crew together, you're getting your whole like fellowship, and then you have it, and then the game ends, and I'm like, oh come on, like. <laughs> I thought as I think graphically it looks incredible. I think the gameplay was a bit clumsy. I couldn't. Yeah. It it wasn't fluid. No, to me. it was it was fine. I, I um, it was just a short game too. That's why I'm like, I just wanted to. I wanted it to be a little more open world, like, and then. But I think it's the most that I felt like being in a Star Wars world of any other Star Wars game that I've ever played. I also felt that, aside from Triller, the Inquisitor, Cal's story was very, very derivative. I've seen that story in Star yeah. Wars a lot. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping we see something a bit more expansive Yeah. with a sequel. Yeah. Um, I just want more of the Night Sister, of course. Yeah, but. yes. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's the thing. Like we we get her in the crew, and that's I'm like, oh, I kind of like this. I like where this is going, and then it ends, and I'm like, oh, oh come on. <laughs> but a, a couple of things. So I've literally watched a four hour Fallen Order movie this this week on YouTube. As oh wow! Search for this. Um, I've had time. I've had time. <laughs> <laughs> um, one a couple of interesting things. So at one point, Cal Kestis gets Triller's lightsaber, her helicopter blade lightsaber. Yes. And he's struggling to to pick it up. He's struggling with the weight of it, mm-hmm. which is very similar to how we see Mando with a dark saber. Yeah. So yeah. I think there might be something in that with like oh. the the dark side energies making it difficult to to hold. That's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that. So that was interesting. Yeah. And then more spoiler alerts, by the way, for anyone who's not played <laughs> the game. Um, at the very end of the game. We all we actually see Trilla start to feel the pull back to the light mm-hmm. when she, when she hears the truth about what happened to her, and then Vader kills her. <laughs> of course, again they all yeah. have to die. It's the, it's the yeah. same thing like when watching Rogue One. It's sort of like, all right, <laughs> all these rebels are doing this. Why weren't they in Episode Four? Oh, because they all die. <laughs> So Trilla's the second sister. Second sister. So we go on to the third sister. Now this Question. is who. Yes. Before we continue naming them by sister and brother and, and and this whole family thing. No, I don't know why that's done. Okay. Was that the question? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I know. No, why, it is. never why been explained. sister and brother. Ne- never been explained. I mean, it just kind of like adds a little bit to to the whole sort of like religiousness of it all. Yeah, it's a bit cultish. Yeah. Uh. So, but yeah, it's never been explained, so we don't know. Okay. Fair so, enough. All right. So third third sister, sister. This is who we're going to see in Kenobi. Oh, I didn't know she was going to be in it. This is this is the woman that we see, the main antagonist. I haven't watched the trailer. The you haven't watched the trailer? Mm-mm, no, on purpose. I'm trying this thing right now where I don't, I'm trying to go in as bland as I can to things. 
Dude, we go into an episode about Inquisitors and you, you haven't watched the trailer for Kenobi. No. You should watch it now. No. I'm going okay. in as blind as I can with <laughs> only with the information that you're telling me. So I'm not, I guess, super blind. Okay. But... So, so the Inquisitors are in Kenobi. Which is why we I know that I, I've seen pictures, and that's because I can't avoid it on Instagram and all that. So I've seen pictures of like, but whenever I see, it, I do scroll quickly past it because I'm trying not to. I don't. I'm trying not to get too excited about anything. I'm spoiling just... my own co-host about a series that isn't out yet <laughs> on a Star Wars podcast. Uh, all so, right. Well, okay. The third so, yes. sister. She's okay, going to be in Kenobi. <gasps> what? And and we have a name. Which is rare okay. amongst Inquisitors. We didn't know a name before. Well, we don't know anything about it because the series hadn't aired yet. Yes. <laughs> no, but, but we didn't know before the series. She didn't have a name. Yes. Yeah, but the name has been released ahead of. All we know is okay. she is the third sister and her name okay. is Reva. But that is Reva. all we know. McIntyre? Does she sing country music? I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> of course. <laughs> all right. Keep going. But... But it's rare enough that Inquisitors people in America are loving names, or that we know about their names. So okay. that's you know that's notable in itself. We don't know anything else. She's an Inquisitor. She's called Reva. That's it. Reva, the third sister. Yes, that's it. That's, that's and she's all alive. In Kenobi. During All right. Kenobi, yes. During Kenobi. All right. There is so, a uh, third brother okay so we've got second sister third sister third brother so is there a second brother no the, why this is the only this is the only time that the numbers overlap and that's why did because they do that but the, the third brother has only ever been mentioned from an ongoing encyclopedia magazine published in uk france and spain <laughs> <laughs> oh <Okay. laughs> Nothing about him apart from his existence. That's the only information that's been given out. Okay. It's this ongoing encyclopedia draws from a lot of different sources. It's it's legitimate because it's published and it's licensed. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the information can be a bit hit and miss within it. Mm -hmm. So so okay. I'm not expecting to see the third brother on screen anytime soon. Okay. All right. Then Next we go one. on to fourth fifth, sister. Fifth brother. <laughs> what about fourth sister? Doesn't exist. What? There is there is no fourth anything. No fourth brother, no fourth sister. <laughs> okay. So we, go on to, we go on to fifth brother. Now, you, this is the one you'll... No, green skin guy with a massive flying saucer hat. Oh, yeah. They do like those uh, flying saucer hats. So he's the guy from Rebels. He's the guy yes. we see quite a lot in Rebels. Yes. Uh, he's in the Dark Lord of the Sith comic with From Charles Soul. He hangs out with Seven Sister. Yes. He is killed by Darth Maul on uh, Malachor. Spoiler alerts for Jose. He's in the Kenobi trailer, dude. <gasps> no, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. That's, that one's exciting because I, I, I remember him. They, they are leaning into the Inquisitor bit very, very heavy. Yo, hold on, hold on, Trev. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm, I, I'm gonna say something here. There is a fourth sister. I'm, I'm checking the what? book. What? 
checking the work right now as we're as we're recording people this is live there is a fourth sister she's a female member of I mean, this sister uh and uh yeah she's uh she exists she let me see um i don't i guess we never really see her face she's in some comic books she has Which a cool ones? helmet yeah uh yeah, it says here, the, the myth female individual who became the Force sister was at one point a member of the Jedi Order. Eventually, she fell to the dark side of the Force and became a member of the, uh, member of the Galactic Empire's Inquisitorius. We and are both looking like as fast as we can here. <laughs> that's the same. I mean, that's a very general general sort of like story for every single Inquisitorius. Yes, there um, is very little. The, at some point following a mission to the Outer Rim by members of the Rebel Alliance, the fourth sister lost her armor to the Rebel Alliance commander, Lena Graf. Other than the fact that the Inquisitor, oh, Inquisitor's uh, okay. armor... Uh, stop. I'm going to stop you there. When you're talking Lena Graf, you're talking IDW stuff. Now, so that's either going to be from the uh, Vader Castle stuff from Cavan mm. Scott, or because I know that the Inquisitor All right, here we go. as a hallucination, not actual Inquisitors. All right. So the fourth sister oh, first yes. appeared, Look at impersonated in the fourth there issue of the Star Wars Adventures: Return to Vader's Castle comic book series, which, is which was written by Kevin Scott. List. There you go. Thank so, you very much. Okay, okay. So Scott later revealed that the impersonated Inquisitor was dubbed Fourth Sister in the comics script. The fourth sister was later formally identified by Star Wars Encyclopedia. Reference booklet, Darth Maul and the Other Dark Side Followers. So that's published the, by Diagostini on July 13th. That's the one I was just talking about. So mm. that's where they've taken something from a comic that was I see. not meant as serious because it's some just someone acting as an mm-hmm. inquisitor and yes. they've taken that and taken it as red, which then leads to confusion. Yes. Like yourself later on down the line and this is what happens when you try to second guess me jose <laughs> i am this just is why trying there was to no fourth sister in my list yeah well there is once a sort of one the same well you brought up third brother so i think fourth sister yeah, I did. Okay, has a similar thing yeah, to third there. brother yeah you got me there <laughs> <laughs> all right so moving on to fifth uh fifth brother yeah we're talking fifth about fifth brother, brother we've done um We'll so we don't really to... know much about more about him other than he will show nope. up yep, he's... and whatever we see hunt about him and uh, he's uh, in you know Rebels. he's in Rebels a lot but he's just he's just the brawn isn't he we don't yeah we don't learn anything about him. no um, he's, he seems strong as a big big dude yeah. right but but that's it you know yeah. fairly fairly thin characterization yeah. well because I mean and I mean I guess we'll we'll keep going in a minute but it's. Something about the Grand Inquisitor is that he's obviously very manipulative and cunning, and I think you know he's you know he's just plotting a lot of things. And I think one of, that one of his four primary weapons <laughs> is, is surprise, fear. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I think with Fifth Brother, he doesn't seem to be like that, right? He's more of like your your oh, strong brute guy, force. yeah, brute yeah. force. And second sister, she seems she she was pretty. She, I think she moved really quickly, and and I think seventh sister is a little bit like that too. But I you know, I guess they all have a little bit of what you know. They're they're all pretty different in whatever they um their own characteristics and and like strengths, right? But it, it is, seems like like it is fairly um 
it's it's weak characterization. There's the mm-hmm. strong one. There's the quick one. Right, right, right. You know, okay. maybe one day we'll get more stories about these guys. Well, maybe maybe in a few weeks uh, there will some, be some live action TV show where we get to meet some of them. Perhaps I don't know. So, I haven't seen the trailer. <laughs> no, you you haven't. <laughs> so we're going to move on to the sixth brother. Sixth brother. So we see him in uh, Dark Lord of Sith, the Charles Soule comic. He's also the main antagonist of the Ahsoka novel. So he's the Inquisitor hunting her. That's right. uh, Because obviously she kind of lets her presence be known. Yeah. He's one that we do have a name for. Okay. His name's Bill. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Nope. His name is Bill. Bill Valen. Bill. There's a... Uh, Ahsoka well, came no out wonder. before the Vader comic, and there's a panel in the Vader comic that gives three of the Inquisitors' names, but never links the names to the Inquisitors that they're talking about. That uh-huh. all comes afterwards in other sources. Uh-huh. And yeah, his name's Bill. Oh man, I, I love I... that. So Star Wars name, just Bill. Well, I'm I'm glad that he. I, mean, I can see why he changed it to uh, Six <laughs> Brother. <Yeah. laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's like, well, you're either going to battle Bill or Six Brother. <laughs> so. uh, this is what I want to talk about, because we haven't really covered the fact that all these guys have really cool armor. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we've not really covered that. They've all got really identifiable, uh, identifiable armor. This guy's got like half a face mask uh, mm-hmm. from the nose up. It's just badass, you know. I don't know how he sees yeah. for it. It it reminds me a lot of a lot of the. I mean, him especially, and then I mean, we'll get like eighth brother when we get to it. But it's very uh, Knights of Ren, just like really heavy armor, kind of just like and and how all this whole clan or this whole group they all have very different looking armor, but it just looks badass. See, this one guy in particular almost reminds me of. It makes me go to the the Cenophytes from Hellraiser. That's what this mm-hmm. guy reminds mm-hmm. me of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So oh. he's hunting Ahsoka during a novel. He's killed. You know, spoiler alert, another one <laughs> yes. dies. Yes. But he he dies in a really interesting way that we're going to loop back to uh, shortly as well. That Ahsoka uses the Force to pull the Kyber crystals out of his lightsaber, which then explodes in his face when he tra- when he tries <laughs> to use it. <laughs> But that that interaction with um, the kyber crystals on that level is, yeah. like I said, we're gonna I'm gonna loop back around to this, but I think that's okay. really interesting. It's well, not interesting he... in this case, but it will yeah, become yeah. so. Because I mean, if he has face armor, why did he die? Uh, <laughs> because it only covers half his face, <laughs> and it was a very big explosion. Maybe. Big, big explosion, explosion that exploded on, basically on his mouth. Yes. He he swallowed the lightsaber flame and died. I guess so. I don't know. Or, I, I didn't right. read the whole book. All right. Next. Uh, next, seventh sister. So seventh sister. Until uh, Jedi Fallen Order came out, she was probably the second most recognizable Inquisitor. Or the one well, yeah, with she... the most screen time. At least, yes. She's got a silly hat. It it is a bit of a witch's hat. Yeah. And again, introduced in Rebels, uh, facing off against Ezra and Sabine, and always two there are. 
So she's yeah. voiced by uh, Buffy Vamp- Vampire Slayer. What? Sarah Michelle Gellar? Yes. Oh. Who is married to Freddie Prince Jr.? Freddie Prince Jr., who is Kanan. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that was her. So she also has the same backpack droid that Idem Versio has in Battlefront 2. Oh. Um, that's one of her big things. Yes. Um, and, and she flies around with her helicopter. Yes, they all do that the helicopter blade thing. Did the Grand Inquisitor do that too? I remember her and Fifth Brother doing it a lot. There's at least three of them that do it. <laughs> okay. She's got a big part in Rebels. She shows up in quite a few episodes. Yeah. And eventually you have that big showdown with Darth Maul on Malachor in Twilight of the Apprentice. Mm-hmm. The, the big three. So seventh sister, fifth brother, and eighth brother of the three mm-hmm. Inquisitors in that episode. Okay. They all die. Spoiler alert. They all of die. Course. Um, of course. So the seventh, seventh sister is killed by Darth Maul. But there's a thing where Ahsoka manipulates the kyber crystal within seventh sister's lightsaber to turn it off while she's holding it. Which when you link that back to what she did to the other guy. Yeah. That almost becomes like an unusual affinity with kyber crystals for a Jedi. Not just mm-hmm. her own of a relationship between a Jedi and a Saber, but when you start doing it to other people's, yeah, that I don't think that's been explored anywhere. But these are the connections that I made while I'm doing my research for it's this episode. And it's interesting that it's uh, Ahsoka. It's like her finishing move. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, her, there's her, the whole thing that she her, had to, you know, she unbled the crystals that right. make her own lightsaber. Right, right. So, interesting. Okay. I think there's a whole story that could be written about yeah, that. For sure. Or whether that's just something that's in Filoni's head. Yeah, um, I'm sure it is. It yet. Um, somewhere, somewhere in his cowboy hat is in there. <laughs> yeah. So, the other one that we mentioned on the same mission to Malakor is the Eighth Brother. Eighth Brother, yeah. He is introduced and killed in this episode. <laughs> he is also... He's in the Dark Lord of the Sith series. Yeah. Um, but they mention that the Inquisitors have been sent to Malachor to hunt Maul. So they're not just looking for Jedi children or exiled Jedi. They're basically looking for any threats to Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he is killed when his lightsaber malfunctions after the fight, when he's pulling the silly helicopter move <laughs> and his lightsaber malfunctions during silly helicopter move <laughs> and then plummets to his death oh man it's 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 not a secure mode of travel i wouldn't recommend it no no he does have a cool helmet though that that one that one's very also very knights of Ren. that that like. one is very knights of Ren. it's almost well it's almost very samurai as well in it it's got the yeah you know the, yeah for pleading sort of a, yeah yeah okay all right ninth sister my favorite she's great um so we first meet her in the dark lord of sith comic series where she's really really sassy and yeah she's not scared of giving vader a bit of sarcasm back which is fantastic although she yeah. also knows her pla- she knows her place yeah um, she literally lost an eye during Vader training them. Um, uh, and then we see her in Jedi Fallen Order. Again, 
overuse of a helicopter lightsaber thing there's <laughs> only so much it physics <laughs> doesn't work that way no uh and a standard uh star wars limb chopping off when cal chops her arm off but the monologues in that fight are great there's some great dialogue that goes on there so i've written some stuff down so she basically after she's had her arm chopped off she says when you've already lost yourself losing a limb is easy and that's dark that is dark man it's dark but it's also i mean it's Yes, it's true. she's aware of it too, you yeah. know. So it's uh, it's sad that. And they... then she's trying to, she's still trying to uh, corrupt Cal or justify her being on the dark side. And she basically says, because they're on about the the breaking, they're on about the breaking up the endured. And she says, yeah. wait until the isolation, the torture, and the mutilation, you can't stop the empire. <laughs> Yeah. It's again, it's dark. Yeah. But rightfully so, you know, you don't want these guys just to have gone Sidious gone, Oh, you were a Jedi. Do you want to come work for the new boss? I mean, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You want it to be a bit more than that. Well, it's um I think what's interesting in her case that I think maybe it's a little different than Second Sister is the fact that the way it's presented is that it's less of like breaking her down it's just more about like it's more about a resignation to just do like just do it because why what else is there you know like there's no reason to do anything else you know and you see it in a yeah you see it in a couple of different ways so with the grand inquisitor it was it was a seduction it was we can offer you what the jedi never did yes with the second sister it was torture 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 Lies. Torture, lie to yeah. her, and as and breaking her down that way. But yeah. with Ninth Sister, it's almost like, yeah, she's just resigned to because she 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 is aware that she has lost herself. She's she's aware that there's there's no point in resisting the Empire. So fine, I'll do what I need what what they're telling me to do because. Uh, and the one thing about but is um, it's made clear in the the Vader series is that. As a Jedi, the Ninth Sister was really strong at reading emotions. Mm. That was part of her Jedi thing. Mm-hmm. So she's on a mission with Vader, and she basically she can read Vader better than he can read himself. Oh wow! It, it's still early after Order sixty six. He's still yeah. struggling with his role as you know a Sith Lord versus Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, and she basically makes a comment that you know the poor fool didn't even realize that he's dying to die. Because she can read him. It's yeah. so good. It's so wow. it's throwaway, but it's so good. That's no, that's a great line. And I don't think she, we've seen her death. We do. We kill her, don't we? Do you? In Fallen Order? You chop her arm off. I can't remember what oh, we kill her. Is that how it ends? Does she run uh, away after that? I can't remember. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see her in Kenobi. I would like yeah, to see her. Because she yeah, is she my favourite. Yeah. That would be a fun one, though. Okay, so the last one, or not the last one, the last named Inquisitor mm-hmm. is the Tenth Brother. Tenth Brother. This one has no armor. He's he's very uh, samurai looking. He just has a you know a cloth round his round his face. Yes, proper mask face. And this face. is one we have a name for. 
So this what is a Prosset Dibs. That's his name. He's not called Prosset Bill. He's got, got a proper <laughs> Star Wars name. No, that's a, that's a proper Dibs. Star Wars name, indeed. Now, here's okay. one that we do have a backstory for. So he was in the comic series Jedi of the Republic, Mace Windu. Okay. So he's a Miraculian? Miraculian? The, the blind species. He, he's one of the blind species, so he can't see. And okay. during a mission on the Clone Wars, he's off a mace, and he's got some real dissatisfaction about how the Clone Wars are... have a Jedi involved in the Clone Wars and their place in it all. Mm-hmm. So he, he goes to mace. You know, he thinks mace out of line, and mace basically is a complete arsehole about it. Which is standard base window. <laughs> he's just a, he, he just window. he's not an asshole about it. He he is a mace about it. That's just yeah. I, another one of the comic books I reread for this episode, and um, I I don't know the author of that comic book's name off the top of my head, but he understood the assignment. If the assignment was how much more of an asshole can we make Mace Window? <laughs> it's it's awful. But, this guy's got legitimate concerns about the Jedi's place in all this. Yeah. And he's like, no, fight me. <laughs> he's literally just, <laughs> fight me. Fight me. And then we're going to find you guilty on the council of insubordination and treason. Is it, literally, is it any wonder someone like that turns to the Inquisitors? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just absolutely dickish behavior on the Jedi council's <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. He's killed on um he's killed on Moncal Moncalamari when they're hunting down a, an existing Jedi. This again, this is one of the arcs of um, Dark Lord of the Sith when uh, Ferran Bar, the Jedi that they're hunting, tricks the stormtroopers into using Order sixty six against the Inquisitors because they're ex Jedi. Yeah, and I thought that was a really good move. That I is really a good really like that. Yeah. Uh. So he was 10th brother. Apart from that, we've got a couple of unnamed Inquisitors from Darth Vader issue 20. We've got a black-skinned Twi'lek and a red-skinned female, and they're in a relationship. We never learn their names in the entire issue. They go on a mission to steal babies for the Inquisitors. We never learn their names. So so we don't know if they are, like, Exactly. We Actually, don't know the numbers. Are, what, so are, know are they names. actual Inquisitors then? Yep. I'll bet. They're in the canteen. They're in the canteen in that scene with the second sister that I spoke about. Yeah. And they're chased and killed by Vader. So presumably one of them is 11, the other one is 12. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. We've already had two threes. But who knows? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's, it, it would be Maybe kind of an, an interesting thing been to go the to the 12. Sister. Well, or that. That could have been the fourth sister. Who knows? Um, well, because it would be interesting if they, if we do have 12, just because then it's kind of adding to the whole, like, religious aspect of it all. If it's, like, uh, kind of like having the 12 apostles. So you have, like, your 12 inquisitors or something. So there might there could be an interesting sort of, like... Yeah, uh, maybe. And as soon as, you know, there's a vacancy, they just fill that and reuse the same number. That's, yeah, it could be passed down. That's why I was wondering if there could be... Like once there's no more a grand inquisitor, if like if your ranking is sort of kind of like changes, or or then you become the new grand inquisitor or something like that. But I don't. We have we haven't seen anything like no, that. No, we we don't see that because once we hit a new hope, there are no inquisitors right. ever mentioned again. 
so it's a fairly short-lived sort of like um, well, I mean, sector of the empire. Seventeen years. So we go from Revenge of the Sith, which is nineteen years before Star Wars, up until when when they die at the end of when they all die at the end of the second season of Rebels. So yeah, sixteen, seventeen years. Eh, yeah, so it's. Actually, yeah, I mean that that would have allowed for more than just a handful. Yeah, that, and that for was a few. Well, interesting. And there's lots okay. of storytelling to be had there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So anyway, during the chase to kill these two in, two inquisitors, Vader basically causes massive carnage. Really messes up a whole sector of Coruscant, which the Emperor's not happy about. He's like, "This is my, <laughs> this is my, this is my capital. Stop messing yeah. up." Yeah. So they move the Inquisitorious headquarters off Coruscant. And then that's what we see in Jedi Fallen Order, that big underwater base mm-hmm. that they have. That's, that's because right. they'd already messed it up for everybody else, so we have to move <laughs> them off planet. Um, and now I'm going to make some big prediction about Kenobi. So I've done all this research. I've got all mm-hmm. the numbered Inquisitors. I watched the okay. trailer a couple of times. Okay. okay. Unlike Jose, I've watched the trailer. You've watched the trailer, and for people listening to this in the future, you can uh, pre- please hit us back uh, with uh, anything that Trev just got wrong. So there is <laughs> another female Inquisitor in the trailer, and we know she's an Inquisitor because she sat next to the fifth brother on a table mm-hmm. in a very quick shot, and then we again see her walking through the the neon. Uh, Japan-like city that Kenobi finds himself on, but she also appears to have like cybernetics on the back of her head, huh. like so, you know, sort of glowing computer uh-huh. stuff. That that sounds cool. <laughs> and we see her for you know maybe half a second tops in the whole mm-hmm. trailer in those two scenes. <sighs> now I want to watch it. But she's a brand new Inquisitor. I think you should stop and watch it now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I, I haven't. No, I'm. I'm 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 doing good. <laughs> so they are our twelve inquisitors. I think we did talk about twelve in total. Yes. And the one thing I, I did want to mention about the naming protocols is that whenever you see it in Rebels, when they use these names to call each other, it always sounds like an insult. It always sounds derogatory, <laughs> like sixth brother, sixth, sixth sister. It's yeah. Sixth. Well. Whether maybe that's part of it. Your name is stripped away from you. Yeah. You don't, you don't deserve a name anymore. Yeah. Well, and that's something that in the characterization of them and that, and in the comic books, I remember when when they talk to each other, there is they're very competitive with one another, right? Like, so there is a little bit of like snarkiness when they when they are when they're all together. So it's like yeah, like six brothers. Like there's always yeah. there's always like oh, you're not you're not as good as me. You're and this. it's bound to be quite a, a competitive environment. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> because you're trying not to, you know, you're you're working the Sith Lords. Mm-hmm, you're, you're trying mm-hmm. not to die. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, before moving on to your batshit crazy book, I did wanna just because it is sort of like in preparation for Kenobi. I had made a, a quick list of just a few of the must-watch um, 
episodes of Rebels before Kenobi that have to deal with that do you know that touch on on the Inquisitors and why I think um, they're worth watching. I mean, the whole series is great, and there's definitely a lot more about them in in other episodes. But there's a reason for each one of these episodes as to why they should be rewatched or watched for the first time. Obviously, we we touched on uh, the first episode, Spark of the Rebellion. Um, and, you know, that just establishes who the Inquisitors are and what their purpose is as uh, the way, you know, we listened to that clip at the very beginning of our show. Uh, we have then episode, uh, season one, episode five, Rise of the Old Masters, which is... I think it's, you know, it's one of those episodes in Rebels where they kind of like go into the horror genre and that's when they, uh, they, they have, uh, what's that, uh, Luminaya, is this her name? Luminari. Luminari, yeah, it's, it's, so we, so they're using her as a way to lure Kanan and Ezra and she's actually just a mummified corpse in a in a sarcophagus basically and um but this one to me is interesting just because it kind of just shows the the grand inquisitor um how how he is very manipulative and cunning and he can you know he'll just do whatever it takes to to uh you know to uh bring these two to him um another one that i have is uh episode uh season one episode 13 call to action um because that's when we get Tarkin in, and we see that um, the Grand Inquisitor also uh, like is below Tarkin, because Tarkin tells him to kill these two Imperial officers and stuff. So it's just like okay, so we get a better understanding of the whole hierarchy. So we have like Palpatine, we have Vader, and I guess then we have Tarkin, and then we have the Grand Inquisitor. And I'm always here for that that whole relationship with Tarkin as the He's almost a bureaucrat. He, yeah. You know, you're talking the Sith grand plan versus politicians slash commander, governor, and how those two things yeah. intermix. I'm always here for that. Yeah. Love it. Yep. So then uh, season one, episode 15, this will be the last episode of the first season across the galaxy. And that's when we do, spoiler alert see the Grand Inquisitor die. And <laughs> so that's another good one to watch. Um, then season two, episode five, always two there are. That's when we, I think that's when we first meet fifth brother and seventh sister. Yes. Yeah. And that's so that's, yeah. So that's a, a good one too, because now instead of just facing one Inquisitor, then we also see our rebels facing multiple. And given the fact that I guess there are multiple Inquisitors in Kenobi, we <laughs> then we get to see, you know, this is sort of where we first start to see how they can, how they interact with each other. And then I have uh, the finale of season two, episodes 21 and 22, Twilight of the Apprentice. And I mean, outside of what yeah, just, it just does it. Just, for for inquisitors information just pause us a, and watch it again now yeah, that's an amazing episode yes. or series of episodes as far um, as um saga spanning stories go yeah that's so important yeah yes so i think that one is the i mean well you're saying that is when they're all done that yep, that the, is the last that, of the inquisitors yes so so, so I, yeah I, I watched that earlier today and the one thing that really strikes me is we're still waiting for that story of how Maul ended up there. 
yeah. about what happened between the end of Solo and Twilight of the Apprentice. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's seven years. It's it's a big time, but there's less there's less time between the end of Solo and Twilight of the Apprentice than there is between the Siege of Mandalore and the end of mm-hmm. Solo. Do we know if there's going to be a season two of Kenobi? It's not confirmed because it it was never it's it was advertised as sold as a, an event, yeah, you know, not season one of something. It's right. an event, but there's been interviews with Ewan McGregor over the last couple of weeks with him going, "I really enjoyed making this. I enjoyed <laughs> making this more than I enjoyed making the prequels. And yeah. if they want me back, I'm probably not going to say no. Yeah. So." Who knows? Okay. Who knows where that's going to lead us? Yeah. Well, because I don't know if... Uh, well, because I haven't watched the trailer, I don't know if there's if they show Maul or anything like that, but that's another... Maul, Maul is not in Kenobi. There was rumors that he was part of it. Um, okay. And then... Because there was rumors that Ray Park had been and filmed some stuff, but then Deborah Chow has come out and said, no, he he was never part of the story once we decided what the story was yeah that story did not involve Maul interesting so you know well that's why I'm a, thinking that there could be a potential for not, season 2 um but I don't think Maul is going to be in this okay uh, but also on top of all those episodes of Rebels Jose just mentioned you should also go and read The Dark Lord of a Sith run mm-hmm. by Charles Soule going yes. into Kenobi if you want to know more about Inquisitors you should go and read this now what we're not going to do in this episode or our next episode, which will be part of UT and his big Kenobi week, is recommend any books or comics to read going into Kenobi. Because this is a brand new show with a brand new story. I don't want to say, go and read this book that's amazing and then lead anyone to go into with expectations of what that show should be. Right. It will be what it will be. It's a brand it new story that is going to you know, override whatever Legends came before. I've seen this on the Discord a few times, people saying, is now a good time to read Kenobi, the Legends book? No. No, no. It's, it's absolutely not. Read it after the show. <laughs> Actually, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's a smart way to... Yeah, do, yeah, do not read good... this amazing book and then go in going, well, why didn't they make that book? Because they're right. not making that book. No. <laughs> you know, no. they've got all these Inquisitors to play with. Why would exactly. they? Exactly, exactly. Okay, well... Well, why don't, why don't you tell our listeners then about a book that they should read because it is, or some sort of thing that is they should read because it is batshit crazy. It's the batshit crazy book of the week. So I've got two. I've got two batshit crazies. So okay. one is more accessible than the other. So the Grand Inquisitor turns up in a story in Dark Legends, one of a Myths and Fables series by mm-hmm. uh, George Mann. And it's yes. it's a pure Nosferatu. Yes. Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Um, Nosferatu. It's purely Nosferatu influenced book where he's yes. preying on sleeping kids in an That's orphanage. Right. And it's you know it's never written in the text that this is the Grand Inquisitor, but the the image that accompanies this book is yeah. is fairly obvious. And I it, forgot about it's that. Creepy That's so good. As hell. It's, it's so so, good. so creepy. And I love yeah. it. No, that's a um, great anthology or that book. I, I and love then those. The, like the other one I want to mention is we talked about Rebels a lot on the show because it's where mm-hmm. the Inquisitors have been seen most. Now, in 
the UK here, Rebels had a monthly magazine that had comic strips in, published by Titan Publishing. Um, the Inquisitors turned up in this a few times, but there's one story called The Fake Jedi that I want to talk about, which is in Rebels magazine number three. Uh, a lot of these books were written by Martin Fisher, who's completely underrated. Remember, this is a kid's comic. And in this one episode, the Kanan comes across a guy who's basically... He deserted the Clone Wars and found a lightsaber and has been pretending to be a Jedi to look after this society that brought him in. And mm -hmm. he's now, he's not the leader of the society, but it's who everyone looks to. And when the Inquisitor turns up, it's quite clear that this guy isn't a Jedi. And Kanan yeah. has to save the day and this guy dies in the line of duty, which kind of gives him the worth that he was looking for the whole time. And this is a kid's comic. It's <laughs> really, really good. Now, it's been announced that Dark Horse are going to publish an omnibus of all these Rebels comics oh, cool. later on this year, um, which people have been screaming out for for you know the last five years. Yeah. So I urge everyone to pick this up. These are all canon stories. These all happen between episodes some of them literally lead into episodes of rebels or you know play on the aftermath of other episodes that's it's, cool it's yeah, well worth that out. well worth checking out yeah no it doesn't sound that bash crazy but definitely <laughs> it's it's but. it's it's an it's a not rare but you know it's one of those obscurities that people may not yeah. know about until they hear of it yeah that's uh yeah maybe we should just have a, a different segment that is more it's either it's more like rare thing or I don't know. Just, <laughs> so there's nothing crazy about it. It's just sort of like, yeah, it's, it's more of a rarity type of like situation. Um, all right, Trev. Well, is uh, I think we've covered quite a bit about the Inquisitors. Uh, Nobody expected in this it. Episode. Nobody expected it. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there anything else that uh, we want to cover? No, I, or? I, think, I think that's it. I think that's yeah. So well, we do have a um, we do have a bedtime story, don't we? Yes, we do. So we have picked something Inquisitor focused. So this is more legends than canon, but we have the dulcet tones of Matt Davenport. That's right. Well, thank you, Matt, for reading this out for us. So thank you guys for uh, listening to us and joining us on this episode. If you, for some reason, haven't yet, make sure to join our Discord. Uh, go to utility.com slash Discord and click the Join Now button. It'll, I'm sure that it'll get extremely busy now. I mean, it always is pretty, pretty busy in there, but it'll definitely be worth doing that before the Kenobi series and while the Kenobi series is going on. Um, and that is also where you can find our channel and talk about our episodes and whatever you think uh, who this fourth sister is, where this third <laughs> brother comes from, and uh, <laughs> and where you can also tell Trev that he was wrong about whatever his predictions he has about the show. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not so, wrong. But there is we'll a see. new Inquisitor we, will we see. haven't met yet. We will see. So you can find me there or you can find me on Twitter at at the Joxy and uh, Trev, where can people find you? So I am at Davy Todd on Twitter. All right, and now on to our bedtime story. Oh, hello, 
didn't see you come in. Matt Davenport here. Hey, thanks guys for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm just sitting here reading from Star Wars Galaxy Magazine issue number eight, the uh, Dark Vendetta short story that's in here about High Inquisitor Tremaine. He was once a Jedi, as you know, who turned to the dark side. So um, while I'm here, why don't we go ahead and do this? Why don't I read a little section from Dark Vendetta? Here we go. Set the mood lights. Tremaine could feel himself floating, a not altogether unpleasant sensation, save for the fact that it was impossible to tell which way was up. Opening his eyes didn't help matters. His left eye only registered a gray-white blur, and his right eye failed to respond at all. A burning sensation covered his face, and a cold, hollow ache engulfed his right shoulder. He felt himself succumb to delirium, as if drowning in an inky black whirlpool, a vortex that seemed to pull him in and spit him back out. Into his mother's arms, shortly after his 15th birthday, a quiet bearded man had come to visit him, said Tremaine was gifted and could begin his Jedi training. His mother wept with pleasure and pride. As he proudly stood among the other Jedi students, he had been studying under Master Kailanu for three years and was pleased with his project. Though Kailanu had indicated some dissatisfaction with Tremaine's vanity, a Jedi does not care so much about appearances, Tremaine, the Jedi Master admonished. He cares about the truth. And the truth is, the courier said during the private meeting, that Palpatine himself is interested in weeding out the corruption that has begun to rot the Jedi ranks, and you, Tremaine, have been chosen to help him. Palpatine is quite convinced your ability, your integrity, and your loyalty you shall train under his premier agent, Darth Vader. Vader, standing like an obsidian statue in the main entrance chamber to one of the many private fortresses, welcoming Tremaine like a son. The Jedi Order is fading, Tremaine, Vader had told him, and they are reluctant to allow newcomers like yourself to reach the full extent of their potential. I will teach you, Tremaine, Vader said gently. I will teach you all you need to know to restore the Jedi Knights to their former glory. You will seek out the traitors, and together we will restore the concepts of order and justice to the galaxy. And Tremaine was again pulled down into the darkness. All right. Thank you very much, guys, for having me on. Appreciate it. May the Force be with you. All right, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, Trev, for uh, for joining me today. Thank you to all of our Patreon members for supporting us and making this show possible. And thank you, dear listeners, for continuing to hear us talk about anything and everything Star Wars. And with that, I can now say, radio out.